Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Good evening, welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast, live on Mixler, and uh, we are here live on Friday night, August the 11th. Jim and Dave here with you. Uh, make sure you check out NGSCSports.com, that is our home network, NGSCSports.com, for all of the shows and everything across the network there. Also on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app by searching NGSC. You can also subscribe to our show, Huddle Up with Jim and Dave, make sure you do that. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash huddleuppodcast, and on Twitter, at huddleuppodcast. Uh, you can email us uh, as well, huddleuppodcast at outlook.com. Uh, real, just getting that stuff out of the way quick. We're going to have a fun one tonight. Dave is uh, on the line with us. Dave, how are you doing, bud? Jim, it's Friday night. We have to be doing pretty good here. Uh, no work tomorrow for most of us, so... Uh definitely good and uh we got some preseason ball on the on the television and uh every day is closer to the regular season both the nfl and college getting closer by the minute yeah definitely it's uh we're we're right on the edge we're getting closer and closer to uh when football actually matters and uh you know obviously i'm not much of a uh, preseason guy but um it's football nonetheless i guess uh, better than uh better than nothing <clears throat> uh obviously tonight is uh there's a lot <laughs> to, to to delve into today. Um, we we missed the show on Tuesday. We apologize, or on Wednesday, we apologize uh, for that. We have a couple people uh, listening in live. If you're trying to use the Mixler chat, this is a new app, and I don't, uh, I don't. Oh, I think we, I think I actually did get the chat up there. Mitch is already on the chat uh, with us, so I'm going to try and uh, try and I'll monitor that. Yeah, Mitch is there. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, get some callers in, and uh, the the number there, and that's what that's what that freaking alert sound is. It just keeps uh, popping up. So um, we have a we have a call in number. We'll get to callers four zero one three four seven zero six one three. Use pin two nine three one two. Again, four zero one three four seven zero six one three. Use pin two nine three one two to call in. I'm gonna try and not have that sound come up every time that there is a message because that is gonna get real old real quick. Um, but uh, Dave, yeah, obviously, I can't believe we're back for uh, I can't believe we're back for season number two, and uh, more so the fact that you came back after I schooled you in everything but the NFL regular season. Okay, well, I'm surprised you're gonna be back uh, with uh, with college football, considering what I did to you last year as well. There. I mean, it. it works both ways, right? I mean, no, no, it's a one-way street, Jim. Oh, is that is that how is, is that how it goes? Um, yeah, season two, uh, we're back. Uh, we're going to be back each and every week. Uh, you know, at least through the duration of the football season, uh, barring some sort of catastrophe. Uh, and and you know, we're we're excited about it. We were excited to be back and 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 with you each and every week. Uh, again, we apologize about this past Wednesday, but uh, that's why we are here. Uh, that's why we're here tonight. 
I, I think I got rid of the uh, the 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 chat uh, the chat sounds, which is good because th- that was going to drive me nuts. Uh, so we have uh, Mitch and Chris in the chat again. We also uh, encourage call-ins because I I think this uh, this show this topic, especially the lead topic, is uh, and and we're going to go with this topic as far as we can. Um, we're going to be on for about an hour. Uh, if we have good discussion, whatever, it'll carry through. But um, obviously, the Ezekiel Elliott situation is uh, taking over uh, the news today. Uh, it was announced uh, right around noon today, suspended for six games uh, by the NFL. And um, for violating the league's personal conduct policy, uh, he is... And his and he and his team are going to um, appeal the the suspension, which it comes as no surprise. Um, the the Cowboys and and you know everybody on on that side for a while has been pretty adamant that uh, they didn't think it was if anything was going to be uh, this long. So um, the, the the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott are uh, appealing um, the as it was first reported by ESPN the six game ban stems solely from the league's investigation into domestic violence allegations um, made by Ezekiel Elliott's girlfriend in July 2016. Um, In a statement released by the league, Todd Jones, the NFL special counsel for conduct, uh, said independent advisors who reviewed the evidence gathered by the league, quote, were of the view that there is substantial and persuasive evidence uh, supporting a finding that Elliott engaged in physical violence against Ms. Thompson on multiple occasions during the week of July 16th, 2016. Um, the, I'm trying to find the actual, some of the statement, uh, part and in part from a statement later in the day from uh, Ezekiel Elliott's uh, representative, uh, said in quote, uh, the NFL's findings were replete with factual inaccuracies and erroneous conclusions, and it, quote, cherry picks so-called evidence to support its conclusion while ignoring other critical evidence. Uh, they also went on to say all, all of the, like everything in full, uh, we put on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast and on, uh, and on the Twitter page at huddle up podcast. Um, so if you, if you haven't seen the thing, seen the statements and everything in full, you can find them there. Um, and, 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 and I guess the, the f- part of the statement from Ezekiel Elliott's rep said that, uh, over the you know next of the week or a couple weeks, uh, they're you know they're really going to be trying to work to uh, you know get this resolved. Obviously, th- this appeal situation could could play out for a very long time. Um, Dave, just just off your initial uh, thought here, and and obviously, if you if you want to see my uh, my my violent angry rant, you can go to my Twitter page at Big Jim Sports, and, and there was uh, I was very heated when it first came out. Uh, I'm still not happy about it, and I'll get to that. But Dave, what's your initial take on hearing this? My initial take is I'm just sick of hearing this whole thing. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Ezekiel and all this stuff. Um, you, you can tell it's the off season. There's not much else going on, so we're focusing on this. Um, I I don't know much about it, in all honesty. He's a cowboy, so I kind of ignore it when they hit the news. It's just pretty typical for someone from the team to be in trouble for doing something. Um, but I, I the little bit I have seen at six games seems a little harsh to me. Um, but kind of like we were talking before the, the show a little bit here, Jim, is this the, the NFL shifting punishments? I mean, we saw it with that uh, Tommy Cheater fella up in New England last year that he got uh, he got four games for playing with balls, allegedly. So um, <laughs> is, is this the NFL that is uh, starting to shift their punishments a little bit? I know we can, we, we can all agree that some of the things that have previously happened as far as punishments um, – Brown, uh, Ray Rice, things along those lines. Um, I, I think we can all agree they are too lenient. But is this a shift in the NFL? More so not an incorrect or correct shift, but is this just a shift that the NFL is going to be harsher on things? I mean, that, I that, that is kind of the impression that I get off the initial uh, six-game ruling. And and, and, I, and I'm aware of the league's policy. And, and it's not even – for me, it's not even that it's it's – because I figured there was going to be a suspension of, of some kind. I didn't think that um, with, with everything that was going on uh, that he, he was going to come out of this without anything. I, I was honestly shocked that it that it ended up being six just because of, 
Yeah, because of the history, and and I and I don't I don't go back to the Ray Rice thing because that was before the new policy is written. But you look, I mean, uh, almost a year ago to the day, uh, Josh Brown, after like it, admitting to uh, authorities and to the giant, I think he even admitted to the Giants that um, he abused his wife on 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 multiple occasions, and the league not only only suspended him for one game that they defended the fact that they only suspended him for one game. So it's, it's once again, and we, we talked about it last season. We, I'm sure this is not going to be the only instance of us talking about it this season where the NFL is just so inconsistent with their, with their discipline. And, and, and to me that, that is, that is probably the part that is most frustrating because you know, legally speaking, and I guess I, I understand that there's a difference between legally speaking and uh, what the what the NFL can do. And it goes back and, and, you know, I don't I don't credit Mitch with a lot and I don't credit the Pittsburgh Steelers with a lot. But Mitch shared a great article and I and I and I reposted it on my Twitter page today that <clears throat> the Steelers, when they, when the new collective bargaining agreement was voted in, um they were the only team that was against it because it gives the NFL too much power and it gives Roger Goodell too much power. And, you know, we're seeing it time and time again with, you know, inconsistency and discipline in, in a situation like this, where I think there is a bit of trying to make an example because, you know, with it, with a kicker on the giants, there's not as much attention as, you know, the, uh, leading rusher, leading head running back for the Dallas Cowboys. I think there's obviously to the to the 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 casual fan, there's a huge difference there. This is going to grab attention, and I think that's part of the reason why this was six games. Um, the the appeal process is going to is going to play out. It's going to end up being less. Um, you know, two games, three games, we'll have to see. We're also going to have to see how long this is going to play out because, um, you know, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, Dave, I, I think it is. I think it's a situation of the league's been caught uh, way too many times with, you know, they're, they're kind of their foot in their mouth where they, they just get, get caught, you know, looking stupid and they were trying to avoid it here and potentially they might have done it again. Hey, Jim, I think you got some definitely valid points on there. Um, part of the thing, and I'm not defending Brown at all, but part of the things that I think helped him is he admitted to it instead of hiding around it and fighting it and all that, too. That I mean, just natural thing, if you're going to admit to something versus fighting it, you're going to get off easier than if you fight it, just the way it works. Um, but I, I still go back to and it's I'm not just picking on it because it's a cowboy, but um, that might be part of the reason, but if you're these pro athletes, why are you putting yourself in this situation that you're even in this? I mean, you have 10 to 12 years. If you're lucky to earn a living for the rest of your life in football, um, you got to take advantage of that. And you can't be stupid about it. Um, I'm not placing blame or anything along those lines, but you got to think, I mean, some of these things, uh, JPP with the firework, like, come on, dude, you got to think here. So I, I kind of go back to that too, that, uh, some of these are just being uh, a, a little stupid. I don't know all the facts around Zeke's mess, but uh, it, you, you got to think here. I mean, this is just part of being a human being. Be a little, uh, be a little smart here, and uh, you know, treat treat women the way they should be treated, regardless of if you uh, you did all the things that you're accused of or not. Uh, you put yourself in a position that you're being questioned, so um, you're on the right team if you want to be questioned by law enforcement. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> The obviously, and and I, you know, I haven't shied away from this side of it as well. Is that without a doubt, Ezekiel Elliott probably needs to surround himself with 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 better people, with smarter people, um, and and he needs to kind of grow up a little bit. I'm not going to deny that part of it uh, because I think he has a great role model out there in Odell Beckham Jr. If he's looking for one, <laughs> um, and and you know, I, I listen to Dan Patrick, and and I mean, I've been vocal. Uh, at times about th- there's definitely been things in the last couple of weeks I, I haven't uh, agreed with Dan Patrick on but one thing that that you know a, a a source to him that you know close to the Cowboys that have said that there is no the Cowboys have no concern about 
um, Dak Prescott and and him, uh, you know, being you know kind of being a model citizen. They they have no concern about him. Uh, but you know, even going back to uh, obviously the, you know this incident incident last year, and there's been been other minor incidents that in 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 my opinion don't really mean anything. Um, but, but I know to a lot of people and I guess to the league and, and I'll touch on that in a minute, um, you know, kind of add up that, 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 you know, the Cowboys have that concern, but if I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this and I look back to, uh, the way they handled Des Bryant when he came in, um, and, and cause they saw him kind of getting, uh, a little rough around the edges, so to speak, they, you know, kind of gave him a uh, you know, chaperone or, or what have you. I know, you know, some people likened it to a babysitter, whatever, uh, for his first couple of years in the league. Um, you know, maybe that's something they need to do with Ezekiel Elliott. And, and quite frankly, I don't care if they do that. I didn't care that they did it with Des Bryant. If you, if you recognize the situation, um, you know, get out in front of it. Be, I think that, that is, you know, it, it may, it may look bad, but what, what looks worse ha- having, you know, one of your star players with a chaperone or whatever, like I said, whatever you want to call it, or, um, you know, having your, your star player in the headlines because of something like this, I'd much rather, I'd much rather deal with people going, Oh, Zeke needs a chaperone. Okay, fine. I don't care. Uh, Bet, you know, it's better well, you than keep this. that chaperone stuff fairly quiet in amongst the team, too, if you do it correctly. Versus, sure. I mean, you get suspended. There's absolutely no way you avoid the, the publicity. And it's just part of the maturation of the player. you got to know what you can and can't do, and you got to use good judgment, period. Right, right. And, and, and you know, again, it, uh, another thing, and, and I'm not – saying this obviously with it with everybody because you know there, there's plenty of guys who you know who come out uh, of um you know come out of college that uh you know early that 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 don't have issues but um you know even you think to to the the Johnny Manziel situation where um as these athletes are coming out of college quicker and being thrown into this um, you know, celebrity and fame and money and, and all of this uh, at, at a younger age, you know, are are they mature enough to handle it? And, and how, how do you deal with it? Because, you know, obviously we're, we're seeing um, and, and obviously to varying degrees. And, and I mean, what I know, legally speaking, Ezekiel Elliott has never been convicted in anything. Um, is there, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire? Possibly. Um, and, and I said from the beginning, when, when, you know, back to last year, when, when, when this kind of stuff first started coming out, that if Zeke is guilty, throw the book at him. I'm not going to defend somebody with something like this just because they're a cowboy and they're the star player on my team. I'm not going to do that. But at this point, from a legal standpoint, he hasn't done anything. And, and I, I understand that the, the difference between legal and, and, and the NFL policy, but, um, you know that that's why I kind of am in in Zeke's corner because you know there's there's nothing to to prove that that he's that he's done anything. It's it, it, it's a you know it's a tough situation. It's an unfortunate situation. Um, but as you know, as one side of the story says, you know he did this. As another, as the other side says, you know the injuries that we've seen the pictures for came from a bar fight. So, you know, where is the truth? That's what we just don't know at this point. Yeah, Jim, I agree. And I mean, it's, I I still go back to, and you're going to take this personally because it's Cowboy, but why does it seem like a lot of the problems happen in Dallas? Is it the, is it something with the team, the culture with Jerry, or is it something with the area? Um, again, I don't really have an opinion on that one way or the other, but it seems like Dallas is in the news more than any team consistently um, for things along these lines. I mean, it dates back probably 20 years now, roughly, but uh, is it something in the culture there? Is it uh, coming out of the water fountain? Is it uh, just the, the surrounding area? Is it something that all the other teams are doing and they just haven't told Dallas the secret yet? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I... I don't know what the answer is, but uh, again, it, it seems like it's back to the back to the original point. It, it's the inconsistency within the the NFL, and 
personally, the best part about this is I can't wait until the next suspension comes out for something far more serious and they get two games and I get to watch you explode on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Because it'll happen. It'll absolutely happen. Uh, again, if you want to call and get your thoughts uh, on this uh, on this whole situation and uh, or just try and rile me up at one or the other, uh, the number is 401-347-0613. Then you have to use PIN 29312. Again, 401-347-0613. Use PIN 29312. Um, just released I think, a few minutes ago. Um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, tweeted out a statement. He said, I am both surprised and disappointed by the NFL's decision today, and I strongly disagree with the league's findings. I recognize the distraction and disruption that all of this has caused my family, friends, teammates, the Dallas Cowboys organization, as well as my fans. For that, I am sincerely sorry. Uh, I admit that I am far from perfect, but I plan to continue to work very hard on and off the field to mature and earn the great opportunity I have been given. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I took a lot of PR classes, um, in, in college, I was a PR minor. Uh, and I mean, that, that seems like a perfectly crafted, uh, PR statement, which I mean, uh, is, is, is good. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a, you know, kind of the, the statement that you, that you want to see, like just, um, you know that, but it, it, at this point, it's words. So you know you ha- you have to have the action um, to to follow that. Yeah, it's like, come on, uh, congratulations! My lawyer wrote this statement that I'm going to release. Um, I want to see, I want to see, and the athletes that do it, I have a ton of respect for. But when something like this happens, I want to see the press conference where the media gets to grill them. Like, I know I'm a little twisted for liking that, but I think it's kind of no. Funny. I I think again. Because here's the thing, and, and and it's anytime you know when when you see somebody say something stupid, uh, when the, when the press is in their face right after a game or whatever, and then the next day there's this uh, you know two three paragraph uh, written apology, and say you know that it is just the team's PR director or the you know the the player's agent that that hired some some crisis manager uh, that crafted a statement and they they throw it out on their social media. Uh, that, that it's exactly what it is. You get get the people out in front and and you know answer questions and things like that. I, I you know it's from a from a viewer standpoint. I I think you know that kind of stuff would be great. I I don't think you're ever going to see it just because I mean the the nightmare it would create it could could and probably would create for um you know for the for the team and the player and uh and all of that. Uh, we're, we're probably just never never going to to uh, see it i mean and 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 obviously you know the the with the with the appeal i know um you know the the ezekiel elliott's um you know representative earlier was was saying that you know they're and the cowboys i think have kind of um you know backed them up on this that it, they are you know they're going to take this and 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 do as much as um they absolutely can to to fight this, and you know you think back to Deflate Gate and and, and uh, you know you you kind of uh, mentioned Brady's deflated balls at the start of the show that uh, it was a situation where he was suspended. The appeal took well over a year, and it was the following year that uh, he actually served the four games. I mean, the, the, depending how far this goes, that is something that we could see happen here. Um, I know he is, I, I think they have already filed the appeal. They had three business days to do it. Uh, I think that was already done this afternoon. So, uh, you know, that's the first step of the process. Uh, th- this is, it's far from over. Um, I know everybody has been talking about what, uh, you know, the first six games of the Cowboys season are, um, and, and those would be the ones that as of right now he would be missing, but you know, there, there's a uh, you know there's a pretty big part of me, Dave, that that thinks, um, you know, on September 10th when the Cowboys take the field on Sunday night to play the Giants, that Zeke will be on the field because I honestly do not think at this point, sitting here tonight, and again, this is only hours old, um, so there's obviously a lot going to be, um, you know, changing and moving, you know, especially even by the time that we're on the air on Wednesday night 
that uh, could change. But sitting here tonight, like I think there's a good chance that he's on the field for that game because um, the the appeal process I think is going to be longer than shorter. It doesn't matter if he's on the field or not. Uh, the Giants always beat the Cowboys, so. Well, they certainly do, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but uh, you know, I, and and Chris on the uh, on the Mixler chat asked uh, a minute ago. He said, "Does uh, Zeke being out mean the Cowboys start three and three at best?" I mean, let, let's look at those games, and, and and you know, we'll continue to discuss different different av- avenues of this. Uh, week one, the Giants are at Dallas. Week two, Dallas is at Denver. Week three, at uh, Arizona week four they host the Rams week five they host the uh, Packers then they are of a bye week week six and then week seven they're at San Francisco um I mean we to hypothesize too much into into what these games would be um I mean we still have three weeks left in the in the in the preseason which we've already seen with different injuries to uh, across the league uh, lots of things can change, but but I think that uh, you know the Giants always give you trouble, Dave. Like you said, the Giants always give the Cowboys trouble. Um, the 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 Broncos, I, I don't know what you're getting out of them. Uh, the Cardinals are going to be tough. I think the the hardest game out of those is going to be the Packers uh, in in Week Five. Uh, I think there's a real good chance that the Cowboys would go three and three in those. Uh, if, 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 you know, the appeal process is completed or, or Zeke is, uh, you know, if it's upheld, what have you. Um, but as of now, six games, I think the three and three, uh, is, is your, your, probably your best chance. Uh, they could be four and two, they could be two and four. I'm honestly not that concerned to, to be a hundred percent honest. I mean, no Zeke is, is, um, you know, one of the the best, go ahead. Before we jump on from that, who, who are the Cowboys' backups by chance? Uh, start naming running backs. They probably have. I know. Uh, I mean, Alfred Morris is probably going to be uh, the lead back. McFadden's still there. Uh, they they signed Ronnie Hillman. I mean, they, they, yeah, they point proven point proven right there. I mean, how much of a how much of a I don't want to say letdown, but uh, you're you're not losing that much when you have the, that talented of uh, backup core. Should Zeke go out, and I mean against. The teams that you named, uh, I mean, the only one that has had a historically tough run defense is Denver, and Denver's defensive core is getting old. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know that that has a huge impact on on Dallas, in all honesty. I mean, obviously you don't have Zeke, but you have the committee there that's strong enough and deep enough that it doesn't make a, a, a huge, I don't want to say a huge impact to the bottom line. But I don't know that you have a huge drop off from Zeke to those three combined. Now, if you only had uh, if you only had Hillman or you only had uh, I don't know one of the other ones, it's slightly different. But any of those guys, I mean, Morris has had some injury issues. But if he's only expected to to carry the ball, you know, every third down, he's going to be okay. So I, I think yeah. you're. And I and you you have you have three the three is pretty conservative. You know, you have that offensive line. Um, that is that is arguably the the best in the NFL. You have uh, you know Dak Prescott, who um, you know I, I don't I don't think you see uh, if anything I don't think you see see a, a you know a great sophomore slump. I think that he is, um, and, and I sincerely hope I'm right on this, but I, I think he is one of those kind of uh, really special quarterbacks that um, he's he's just. You looked at last year. You look at times when you expected the rookie to crumble, and uh, you know he kind of stepped up and looked things in the in the face. So I, I, I don't have that concern with him as as a sophomore quarterback. Um, and, and obviously, you still have Jason Witten in in the locker room. There, you have um, you know Des Bryant in his solid receiving core. So I, I'm not. I, I'm still more concerned about the Cowboys defense than I am about uh, the Cowboys offense. And in, in it with a with a six game suspension. And honestly, you know if, if the Cowboys perform like I like I think they will and and I and I tweeted it out and and it could just be a bold statement and me just trying to puff my chest out which is entirely possible but um I still think the Cowboys win the NFC East and you know if they do and Zeke serves six game suspension uh that just means you have a fresher Ezekiel Elliott in the playoffs so um 
you know, I don't want to say that this is a good thing because I don't think having your, your star player out for six weeks um, is, is a good thing at any time, especially given the circumstances. But, um, you know, if the Cowboys can make the playoffs, uh, which I think they will, um, you know, that that's ha- having him uh, six weeks fresher than every other running back in the league can't necessarily be a bad thing either. Uh, I think we got Mitch on the line. Dave, do you want me to go to Mitch, or do you have anything else right now? Well, Jim, I just want to touch on something real quick that you just said. Sure. Uh, it'll cue it up perfectly for Mitch. But you, you made the bold pick that the Cowboys are still going to win the division, and all I have to say is Jaguars. So, welcome, Uncle Mitch. What a dick. All right, let's get Mitch on here. <laughs> Mitch, how's it going, buddy? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How we doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. I mean, it's a Friday night, like Dave said. You can't complain. It's a Friday. I'm so happy to hear Jim. Are you really doing good? <laughs> What's that, Dave? I'm so happy that Mitch is on here. I've never been so excited to hear Pittsburgh talk after all this <laughs> Dallas crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mitch. Well, listen, listen. I I came here. I don't know if you guys are uh, third eye blind fans, but I came to. Uh, Talk Jim down from that ledge, my friend. I think that's how the song goes. <laughs> I think I think uh, that's the lyric. Yeah. Jumper, yeah. Let's listen. That. And the reason I'm saying that is because, um, you know, I look at the two biggest, I think, player suspensions of the last 10 years, Brady for four games, Roethlisberger for four games. Both years, both those teams went to the Super Bowl. The Steelers, unfortunately, lost to uh, Rodgers and the Packers, and the, and the uh, Patriots won it all. But the but the thing is, I know the six game suspension is uh, is a tough blow for a Cowboys fan, and uh, you know you never want to see that. But I wanted to piggyback on what Jim said, is that this type of thing could have positives, right? I mean Zeke Elliott, if he sits out games, he's not going to get injured. That's one positive. He touches the ball a lot. Players who touch the ball a lot tend to get injured. Uh, a suspension like this can give a guy a break, and I've seen it can really galvanize a team. It really galvanized the Patriots last year when they thought the league was, you know, screwing them over, excuse my French. But when they, when they thought, you know, the league is really being unfair to us, they targeted our player, it seemed to motivate them and kind of tick them off. And, um, yeah, I think if the Cowboys can survive that stretch, which doesn't look too brutal, um, I mean, they never beat Aaron Rodgers anyway. But uh, I think if they can survive that stretch, you know, they can get Zeke Elliott back and um, – I still think they'll make the playoffs. I was going to pick them to win the division. I'll pick them as the wild card now. I love the Eagles this year. I think they're going to have a big year with some of the guys they got in free agency. I think the Giants are way overhyped, and I think they'll stink. Uh, I just kind of hope that because I live in Jersey and want this to happen. But I'll say <laughs> the Eagles win the division, and the Cowboys are the wild card. Yeah, I, I, I know. I was talking to a guy I work with uh, about the Eagles. He's, he's an Eagles fan, and um, I honestly don't don't know how to read them because uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of potential on that team. Uh, they could be great. They could, you know, none of, none of it could work whatsoever. I mean, and so uh, they're they're definitely a team. They're, they're probably the team in the East that um, scares me the most as a Cowboys fan. Um, I, I I do think the Giants are. There, there's a lot of fluff there um, with uh, with some of the additions that you know they have. I'm mean, obviously putting. You know Brandon Marshall there, opposite of Odell Beckham. I mean, you, you, there's there's two great receivers, but once you start getting past that, um, you know how much does the offense really have? Uh, so, you know that'll that'll tell a lot. And and the Redskins, whoever knows what you're going to get with the Washington Redskins. So I, I I do I think the the Eagles have have the most potential. I just I, I still just look at this Cowboys team, and it, and it probably could be a lot of a lot of bias on my part, and I'm not going to deny that. But I, I just look at it, and I, I just don't see anybody being uh, being better than the Cowboys in that division, R- regardless of of if it's six games, if it's four games, if it's two games, whatever. I, I just I I don't. I honestly don't. Let me say let me say one thing to piggyback on what you said. Uh, that the Redskins are going to be without Trent Murphy this year, and that's just a, dis- a dysfunctional franchise. Snyder has no idea what he's doing. He never has. That's why things never go well there. I think, and people know Cousins is going to leave. So the Redskins have got you know five and eleven written all over them, and the Giants. When have they have they they never put two good seasons back together? You know they won the Super Bowl in 2011, missed the playoffs the next year. 
And I, I think the whole Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall thing, I mean, that's two petulant children. Things are going to be sure. fine when they're beating the Redskins by 30 points and they're both scoring two touchdowns. But if they get into a, a tough game with the Giants or the Eagles, there's going to be the pouting on the sidelines and the fighting the players on the field and the kicking. Like, I just think people don't realize, like, football's a game of adversity. When things go wrong, things might really snowball for the Giants because their leaders are immature. But I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. Go ahead. No, Dave. Well, the Giants, uh, with those two wide receivers, are going to cover up. Uh, I, I really love uh, – I can't think of his first name at the moment, but I love Shepard out there. That He's just uh, – he has so much talent, but he's just so overshadowed by Beckham. So I hope the two of them punch each other and get suspended for, <laughs> for two games for punching each other, and then Shepard can go crazy. If you're if you're teammates and you're kind of like brothers, if you if you punch each other, is that does that fall under the domestic? Vi- I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to make a joke about it. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I think you brought up a great point there, Mitch, in terms of um, you know when when things get tough, how will how will a team like that um, you know react to it, and and it it could absolutely explode. Um, you know, the the thing that I'm I'm going to be curious to see here over the next um you know next couple days next week is you know kind of what the tone is coming out of Dallas how does how does the Cowboys as a team and an organization react to this because obviously today it's you know uh, the the reaction is 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 shock and disbelief um you know and when when you know Jerry Jones was reportedly furious and uh like I said I think the biggest travesty of the day is that there wasn't a live uh camera on Jerry Jones today because <laughs> that I think would have just yeah, but Jim Jim what's what's Jerry really going to say though I mean think about it he, you have your star player of the future coming out with his hand walking out of the clo- closet for lack of better terms ha. um but his <laughs> hands are in the air saying I didn't do it what's Jerry really going to say and what's the media reports really going to be they're not going to come out and say Oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry thinks this is okay. You know, he has to support his player at the moment. Oh, sure. And regardless of what he believes. And that's his, that's his calling card. And he's admitted to the fact that there are times he, he has defended people who are, you know, more or less indefensible, but he, he loves his players. He is loyal to his players. He will defend his players. Um, I mean, we saw it when they signed Greg Hardy. I mean, that, that. (laughs) That doesn't age well, <laughs> um, by any stretch of the word. That 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 was a that was a bad choice. Uh, and Jerry Jones oh, picking has up, picking up former Panthers trash. I love it. <laughs> and Jerry Jones has made bad choices. Um, I mean, even even as so much as uh, when when uh, Josh Brent had the uh, vehicular manslaughter, and he's on the sideline, you know, in street clothes. He's not dressed for you know. He's 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 uh, because he was suspended by the league, but he's he's still on the sideline in in during warmups and and it's like that's that's Jerry Jones in a nutshell the guy loves his players defends his players so you know him being furious today I, it didn't surprise me one bit i mean and and that's kind of the love hate that cowboys fans have with the organization with Jerry Jones because of his loyalty and the fact that he he loves the guys that he puts on that team so you know but but what i want to see is how how do the cowboys once kind of this the weekend comes and goes how do you get back to work next week how do you react to you know all of this going on because it honestly could go one of two ways it 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 could could go good or bad it could go terribly um and and it it could you know ruin um you know ruin the entire season or or like you said mitch it could it could galvanize the team um I'm, i'm certainly hoping that it that it does the latter there Mitch, wouldn't it be a shame to watch the Cowboys go four and twelve with so much oh star God. power, and there's no way anyone in the AFC oh, or the NFC I mean, East is better than them? Break my little little heart, but I mean, I hear this is the year Notre Dame are going undefeated. So, we, Jim, you still got whoa, that. whoa, whoa, whoa! Nobody said anything about going undefeated. <laughs> Or I might have. I don't know. Some sometimes I tweet like I black out and tweet, and then I go back and go, ah, shit, shouldn't have said that. Wouldn't it be ironic if five and seven Notre Dame has more wins than the Cowboys? Oh my God! 
Uh, it's the guy I follow uh, on, uh, on, on, on Barstool. Barstool Chief is a big Notre Dame guy. He puts out his annual Notre Dame are going undefeated this year blog. So that always gets me fired up. <laughs> I'll let you know when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Uh, you'll tag me right away in that. I w- I would expect nothing less, to be honest, of uh, uh, of you there, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I am looking forward in the next couple weeks to uh, kind of looking a little more in depth at at, at college football and, and conferences and and uh, some of our predictions there, uh, so I can make some bold uh, psychotic claims about about Notre Dame. Uh, so so you guys will have some fun with those. Um, you know, again, in terms of this, like I said, it's just it's it's the next couple of weeks. You know, will be interesting, and and I think we'll know. Well, we're we're going to know a lot more by the time uh, we, this show is on the air on Wednesday night. Today is one of those days where things just start exploding, and everybody reacts to it. And um, and and now, like once like Monday Tuesday rolls around, I, I think you know things will start to shape a little better. Yeah, I think you're then right. We can uh, only... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Mitch. I was going to make a smart comment about how we don't have to talk to the Cowboys about the Cowboys for 45 minutes next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess, um, I mean, you know, this is, uh, I don't think it's this year, but I think uh, the following year, uh, Pitt and Notre Dame, restart um their series against each other so i'll be uh, looking forward to that i mean i'll be calling in to you guys once college football and the nfl gets started up and i'll definitely be calling in once uh the nhl gets kicked off you can take uh that guarantee to the bank yeah we we would expect uh we would expect nothing less uh <laughs> from you mitch uh we'll, we'll we'll talk to you i'm sure we'll talk to you if not this wednesday we'll talk to you again soon bud hey sounds good fellas take it easy all right, have a good Thanks one. Thanks for calling in, Uncle Mitch. You got it, Pop. All right, so uh, you know we we we've done forty forty three minutes uh, on this, and uh, again, if if you're if you're listening, you you want to call in on on this or anything else, the number is four zero one three four seven zero six one three, and then use pin two nine three one two. You can get the number as well on uh, Facebook dot com slash Huddle Up Podcast and on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, and this is this is a little different than than what our normal shows are like. Once we get into the season, it, it's not uh, kind of looking at news topics. We, we we go over some of the biggest games of the week. I think what we do the top twenty five, and and I think we're going to try and morph it a little bit this coming year as well to um, get a little more uh, fantasy football in terms of with our. NFL predictions and breakout players and things like that. So um, it, it's it, this is not the this is not the typical tone of the show, but we want to get get uh, shows out there during the preseason, uh, get some predictions in, get people back into listening to us, get people subscribed, make sure everybody's ready for the season to start. That's not about right, Dave. Sounds perfect, Jim. I couldn't have said it any better myself. All right. Um, so just a, just a couple more minutes, and then uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna buzz out of here. But um, there, I, I think uh, I don't know if it was Mitch or you or so, somebody wanted to talk about the uh, you know the, the the baseball standings and that the uh, the Dodgers have been, I mean, pretty good as of late. I, I think is the uh, some some expert, experts might say right. Jim, I don't even know how you describe the run that the Dodgers are on right now. It's certainly something that we haven't seen in our lifetime. I think it. I think I, I, I saw something last night that just boggled my mind. I think it was the same, about the same time that my three-month-old was born, um, or three-and-a-half-month-old now, um, when, when Lil was born. But I think that's the last time that the Dodgers lost the series. Jeez. Okay, let that sink in. Wow. Like, I don't know if – it was either May or June. I don't remember which, but I was sitting down here last night looking at ESPN, the bottom line, and I saw that go through, and I'm like, holy shit, that's impressive. Not, And, I mean, that doesn't count ties or anything. But to lose a series, it's been that long. And the, the scariest part about the Dodgers that everyone is overlooking, yeah, they went 43-7 and seven over a 50-game stretch, which is unfathomable. But who's on the DL for them right now? Jim, can you, can you fill me in on that? It's a, it's a starting pitcher that's pretty good, I think. Um, 
I'm sorry. I, I was trying to find a tweet from Mitch. Uh, I'm sure oh, you know the. I an- you on your toes. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you know the answer to the question that you said. So it's probably better if you just answer your own question on this one. I believe. I believe uh, e- e- even this run that the Dodgers are on. I believe uh, Clayton Kershaw's been on the DL. Um, so I mean, I don't want to say it gets better, but I'm not sure this team has has peaked yet, which is just uh, even more disgusting. And just the, the the run that they're on and the potential that they're on, it's just incredible. So. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the postseason if we get the typical postseason Kershaw that we've seen for a while, or if he actually pitches in the postseason. If you uh, catch my drift there, but uh, right. the the run that the Dodgers are on are just incredible. I found I found a tweet from Mitch from this morning. Uh, Since June seventh, the Dodgers have lost eight games. That's a two month four day span. They're forty six and eight since June seventh. Uh, I don't know what the winning percentage, this is what he said. That's a winning percentage of, you have to figure that shit out. I'm too lazy and I'm too lazy as well, but, um, that's as I'll tell you this, I can do it in my head. It's above 700 for sure. Yeah. That's you're pushing 800. That's real freaking good. I mean, that that's, that's absurd. I mean, they are, uh, I'm pretty sure they're, they're almost ready to clinch the division at this point. There are 16 games going into play tonight. There are 16 games ahead um, of the uh, of the Rockies who are sitting in second place. And let me pull up the wild card standings because just just well, the from, Rockies are leading the wild card. I was going to say, aren't they leading? They're leading the wild card. Um, they're sitting Not on top of it. Second. Yeah, and and uh, them in them in Arizona, uh, Colorado is the top team uh, in the in the National League wild card. They are a game ahead of Arizona, and then the next closest one there are the Cardinals, who are uh, five and a half back. So that tells you just how good uh, the Dodgers are. The Dodgers, eighty-one and thirty-three. The uh, so they lost every game for the rest of the season. They'd be a five-hundred ball club. How that's sick. We're we're sitting here on August eleventh, and and if they would lose out, <laughs> they would be five hundred. Like. The next best team is uh, is Houston at seventy one and forty three, and I think you know we were talking uh, when we had the show uh, a couple weeks back of just how how great how far ahead uh, uh, Houston was. So um, you know, and 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 the Mariners. I think the thing that's go ahead. The thing that's super interesting with the Dodgers team is there's a lot of young talent that is just showing themselves right now. Like I don't, I mean, I, I'm a baseball guy. Um, obviously don't follow the Dodgers too closely, but there's not a whole bunch of household names that people would know on that team unless you're, you know, really following baseball. There's a lot of guys that I don't want to say they bought, they brought up, but that they brought up and have developed. I mean, you have Puig, you have Seager, you have Bollinger, um, a couple of the other guys. I mean, yeah, they're Dodgers. Yeah, they're playing really well, but aside from, you know, people that really follow the sport, you're not going to have a lot of the people that know this. Um, so, pretty pretty interesting to say the least yeah absolutely and i mean you know you're you're looking at at both wild cards you know the the team that's leading or uh at the top are the ones that are right behind those teams that are so far ahead so uh you know there's 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 competition there's competition there that's good but the, the 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 astros and the dodgers are just are so far ahead it's uh, it, it it's baffling. Yeah, Jim, that kind of that, that kind of brings up an interesting point. Uh, we have a little bit of time here, so I kind of want to touch on that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but what do you do if you're a GM, um, at the trade deadline of these teams, Arizona, Colorado? I'm throwing Seattle in the mix too. Um, a couple of the other AL West teams. You're you're clearly within distance of the strike of striking the wild card. But there's no way in hell you're winning the division. To me, it was perfect what Seattle did in virtually nothing at the trade deadline. I hate mortgaging the future or anything along those lines for a one game playoff game. Like I understand that the, the need and the want to, to better your team and all that, but you can't do much for a one game play in here. There's just too much risk in one game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can have, uh, big, big maple is pitching unbelievable going to a, a, uh, one game playoff, he gives up two runs. The offense doesn't score. He still pitched great, but no offense. You lose, and you just mortgage three years for that one game. 
yeah, I, 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 I'm right there with you. And that's one of the things, I mean, I hate the one game playoff. I, I absolutely hate it. I, you know, I think it, I think it is one of the, the dumbest things in sports to have a, have a sport that everything you do is, you know, it's a rotation. It's a, uh, you know, it's everything's series. Every, you know, it, whether it's a two game, sometimes you get those two gamers, those weird two gamers, but it's either a three or a four game series. And then you're going to have two teams that have one day, one game. And the, and, and, and it just, that has, that has never, ever added up to me. I, I think it is, it is so odd. It is so dumb, but yeah, you, I think you hit the nail right on the head is, is why, why get rid of everything that you're doing? Because I mean, by all accounts, I mean, I know, I know the Mariners, they're two games above 500. You know, you look at Colorado who's 65 and 49 and you, you know, looking at real quick here, looking at the rest of the national league, 65 and 49, um, would put you three games back of the NL East, and it would put you six games up in the Central, and you're 16 games back in your division. So it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just the team out in front of you is just having an unbelievable year. I mean, Seattle, 59 and 57, you'd be one game back in the Central and you would be, I think, six games back currently of uh, of Boston in the East. You know, again, you're 13 games back in your division. You're not necessarily doing anything wrong there. You know, don't 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 destroy what's happening. Because is this the Mariners' year? Probably not. You know, is this uh, is this the Rockies' year? Probably not. You know, but you 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 get to that playing game. You see what happens. If you if you win it, obviously anything can happen once you're in the postseason. But yeah, yeah exactly. Don't... It's one of those you just have to. You really have to see. And I mean, the one thing, uh, obviously being a marriage fan, the one thing I'll, I'll defend is they've had a hell of a lot of injuries on their starting pitching front. I think at one point, four of the top six starting pitchers were on the DL or something along those lines. So I think this team is better than their record indicates. But I don't know if it's a year or not, just because I mean, whoever wins the wild card game is going to have to play the Astros more than likely. And right. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'd rather play, in all honesty, I'd rather play the Astros in a five-game series than I would a seven-game series because I think the better team generally wins the longer the series is. Um, just just my viewpoint on things, but generally the law of averages, I mean, the Mariners are going to have to steal a game or two from the Astros. They really shouldn't have deserved to win if they were to play them. So I think the longer the series, the better it favors Seattle, um, or the better it favors Houston because the law of averages will come out, but um, a shorter series, it has some advantages and some perks. So, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's there's plenty of times there's plenty of times that you see, uh, you know, not necessarily just the wild card team, but the, but the lesser of the team, uh, the lower seeded team, uh, sometimes get the advantage uh, in that, and and because uh, I, I think too because of the, with with a five game series that that because um, they, they do two two one right so. Or is it two three? I, I I can't I can't remember two two one. You know I, that that almost becomes I I it, when you do that it it almost makes it harder on the team with home field because yeah if you lose one of those two then all of a sudden you're 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 in a situation where it's like well I you know especially and 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 if you lose game one your back's really against the wall because it's like now we have to win game two. Game two is a must win because otherwise we're going to have to go into into their stadium and have to win both. If 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 uh, obviously if if you lose game one and game two, but if you drop one of those first two games, you're you're, you're on the road, which is harder to play, and uh, you know your your the, the rotations always get a little you can always get a little funky depending how the season ends and um, you know where the, where that round plays out. And, and then you're on the road and you have to win at least one of them to, to even get back to your stadium. So the, the five game series, you know, I, I think it, it does play to the lower seated team. Absolutely. Absolutely does. And, you know, any, I agree any, with you. I agree with you hundred percent on that, Jim. Um, and, and, you know, uh, you know, my mono on playoff series, as you, you've heard it so many times throughout the years now. Um, but you're never in trouble in a playoff series until you lose at home. And that goes for the the underdog or the favorite because worst case is the underdog. If you don't lose at home, 
you get a winner go home game and then the pressure is pretty much on both sides. So it's pretty even home or away. Um, so if you don't lose at home in a playoff series, uh, you have a pretty good chance of moving on. Yeah, no, you, you, you absolutely do. Um, and, and, you know, as, as you know, we, we are definitely a, a football focused uh, podcast, but as the uh, season starts to wrap up and you get into the baseball playoffs, you know, we're not going to avoid uh, talking about them as well. So um, lots of great stuff coming up again, each and every Wednesday night. Um, and and we're, we will definitely get back on the, uh, the, the Facebook live as well. Uh, get that interaction. What I, what I need to do, Dave, is I need to get like a little, uh, I need to, I need to get a, a, a cardboard stand up with your face on it so that, uh, people don't just have to look at me. Cause I think that hurts. I our mean, num- I think that hurts our numbers. I think that hurts. Definitely boost the, the the numbers, giving the viewers some eye candy to look at. It would it would absolutely help. Yeah, it would absolutely help us. Uh, so uh, let's work on that. But uh, I mean, we, next to you, Jim, I go for I go from a six, and I go next to you, and I'm a nine and a half. So oh, easily all day, baby. Easily, easily. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're you know we're we're definitely going to uh, you know get the Facebook live. We're going to be interactive. Um, Make sure if, if you know if you listen to the show, share it with friends of yours. Uh, you know, get the word out there. Uh, Twitter and Facebook are both uh, Huddle Up Podcast. Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast and Twitter is at Huddle Up Podcast. Subscribe to the show, share the show. Um, that will uh, obviously greatly help us. But uh, we are usually going to be live on Wednesday nights at uh, at nine p.m. Dave, where can they follow you? uh individually and then we're gonna uh we're gonna put a little bow on this thing and get to the weekend definitely uh jim i'm at uh on twitter i am at uh d gerhardt 024 um and uh, and definitely starting to tweet some on the uh the podcast page so uh we, we've been a lot more active on that uh the past i don't know 10 days or so um that's only going to pick up during football season uh if it's anything uh, anti-Cowboys, you can take a guess that Jim posted it. So just make sure that that's crystal clear. Um, Jim, I think uh, kind of throwing this off the cuff here, but I think next week we we got to hop on some uh, some college football previews here um, with the the college starting off a uh, well, we'll be through two weeks of college before the NFL really kicks off. So we got to get uh, we got to get on that a little bit and uh, start talking about that. Uh, we got some. Uh, Interesting headlines in college football um, with uh, the UCLA or Cal quarterback. I forget who it was at this UCLA. point. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Um, I was right initially for once. Um, but we got to talk about his comments. Um, we got to talk about some Heisman previews. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm a, uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Sam Darnold. So uh, he, he's going to have good. a huge year. That kid's so good. I hate it because you see, <laughs> it's USC, but, man, I can't deny how good that kid is! It's uh, it's pretty scary. It yours, really is. Yours truly may or may not have some uh, some cash on USC to win the whole thing. Uh, I think they're just going to absolutely roll the pack. The pack division. Oh, when they when you know when the they get conference. they're going to get tripped up in uh, Northern Indiana in the middle of September. So uh, enjoy that when it happens. See, it what started. Do, it, follow it, our <laughs> step coming out of the locker room. <laughs> uh, it started already, uh, Dave. We're, we're going to close this thing up. We'll talk to you Wednesday night, man. We're going to get out of here, and uh, and we're going to get this machine rolling as finely tuned as Excellent. possible with the two of us. Excellent, Jim. Uh, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. Uh, we do appreciate it. We're uh, we're back for year two of the uh, weekly insulting of Jim. So uh, I'm glad that we have some followers that. Uh, starting to hop on the fun and uh old good old mitchy and uh i think jim has hopped in other jim uh that likes the eagles has hopped in on the fun with you a little bit so uh i'm glad i'm starting to build a bandwagon uh but it's only going to be more fun when my panthers beat the cowboys in the nfc championship game this year hey at least it means we're there right and got past the first round all right dave we'll talk to you wednesday take care jimmy let's see you bud all right, that's going to do it for us uh, tonight. We we thank you for the uh, discussion. Again, go to facebook.com slash huddle up podcast and uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at huddle up podcast as well. We'll be live each and every Wednesday night from now, at least until the end of the football season, barring any some sort of emergency, but uh, it is our goal to bring you a show a week. Subscribe to us. Uh, make sure you're sharing it and getting the word out there as well. 
Uh, we appreciate we appreciate our home network, NGSTSports.com. Visit the site there uh, for all the shows and the news and all of that great stuff over at NGSTSports.com. We also stream daily at LeapSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Again, Facebook and Twitter, at Huddle Up Podcast. I am at Big Jim Sports, and uh, we look forward to talking to you throughout the season. Until next time, go for the win. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.